and one. Rise and shine, everybody. It's time for Teal Town After Breakfast. Hope you have your coffee, because you're going to need it after this one. And good morning, everybody. It is January 15th. 2024 oh yeah that cup of coffee is really gonna work out or for me it's that good old oj with the teeter tots and french toast we welcome you to our very first ever teal town after breakfast as the sharks get shut out three nothing to the buffalo sabers if you want to be part of the show here's how you do it chat with us and fellow hockey fans all over the world and in sharks territory on the youtube page or the app and of course follow us on all of our social uh, find everything at tealtownusa.com if you want to support the pod you can do so here on the super chat or hit us up on Venmo at tealtownusa and with that I will come to Jules and ask you good morning and um, how many cups of coffee have you had so far just one but it wasn't <laughs> enough to make me want to not go back to sleep during that fucking game oh boy and don't worry, folks, we'll have traffic on the 8s and weather right after that, of course, for you on this uh, broadcast. Let's let's just put it this way. We're not in Buffalo. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> um, so the Sharks' first ever foray, this is easily the Sharks' earliest start in franchise history on North American soil. At 9 a.m. Pacific time, 12 noon, uh, out on the East Coast where they were situated, uh, Jules, it's it's for me as a Wheel of Fortune alumni, it is a Bayaval goaltender matchup between Kapo Kakinen and Uko Pekka Lukanen. <sighs> and one of those goalies had a shout out, and it wasn't Capo. <sighs> uh, yeah, the Sharks, <laughs> the Sharks had lost uh, thirteen and fourteen coming in. They had that tragic loss against the Senators, with just a few seconds left. Buffalo a loss to Vancouver, one nothing. Yes, that's the best team in the NHL. You know, Vancouver Canucks. Uh, they sit out at nine points out of a playoff spot. They have I mean, five All Stars. Uh, Vancouver. No, yeah. I couldn't tell. It's like it's like Vancouver has five all stars. How many is Toronto? Like five as I think well? Four. Four? Cool. Yeah. It's I, gonna be you know, Vancouver's taking over Toronto. There you go. I don't want to talk about this game. Keep going, Puck Guy. Yeah. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. There wasn't a whole lot to talk about early on. Uh yeah. I mean it's it's just uh you know that first period, the sharks. The sharks look like they got out to an early start. You know, like they got a nice little jump. They had their Tim Hortons and and just jumped out on onto things. You know, it was tied eight eight shots after twenty minutes. But I th they seem like they had a little bit of a jump, which you know, for me or you or many sharks fans waking up, you know, not quite just yet uh, in the morning. Um, I mean, they had a jump, but they just cannot convert for the life of them. And they keep on passing up on, like, easy shot opportunities oh. also. 
Um, Duke had a very rough game. Hurdle had a very rough game. Eklund had a kind of rough game. Oh, well, very, actually a rough game, in my opinion. Just everyone had a... Vlasic was just... <sighs> put him back in the stands, please. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Quinn just massively changes up. Like, I, I'm curious what benchings are coming tomorrow. Yeah. And how the, many people are going to be mad about it. Well, you know, the thing is... Uh... When you get shut up for the seventh time this season, and as you see on the scroll right now, six-time shutout on the road, which ties a franchise record with the original team from 91-92 and the just-win-a-game team of 2011-12, it's unacceptable. I mean, we're only halfway through the season, and they already have seven shutouts. Yeah. One, I mean, if you want to just... They're on pace for like 14, 13 shutouts. I mean, this team, this team is absolutely, uh, I mean, they, it's frustrating to see. And and then you you go off on it because you see them passing. I think I, I remember on the power play in the third period, LeBanc has a golden opportunity to take a shot, but instead he does the cross-ice pass over to Zadina, which is stopped. I'm like, guys, be a little greedy. Be a, be a hint of Eric Carlson. Think of yourself first. Take that shot. Because it's like these guys are afraid that, oh, God, we don't want to shoot. We don't want to shoot. And, and it's going to hurt I mean, them in the long run. I, what else can we say? Like, I thought this offense would be better and the defense is what's going to let them struggle like offense just has been garbage this entire year arguably like the players that Mike Greer brought in have not like just have not worked out and like Steve Rector is saying in the chat like it's not even some games are fun to watch the past 15 games have not been fun to watch even the uh the win versus Montreal that was not a fun game to watch per se you know what I mean yeah like, you know, we'll keep, yeah, I mean, yeah, keep watching, you know, because times will get better. <laughs> like, but right now, it, it, they're just kind of, they're in no man's land. Yeah. Burge is starting to lose hope. Offic- the Sharks officially will not finish with more than 100 points a season. The best they can do is 99, um, which... Give me more than 50 and I'll be happy. Which I think we might be starting to get on the verge of being, a, the Sharks getting in, into the eliminated um which is very uh, they still have playoff hopes you're kidding <laughs> yeah i mean they can just eliminate them now like okay listen someone just on the chat says 43 point how bad were the abs the year they got mckinnon wasn't it like 48. 46 48 yeah. they're worse than that team yeah uh, felix in the chat puck guy and jules even the pwhl games this year have been far better than the sharks of elite lmao well, go women in hockey first of all i Heck yeah. fucking love that league um second of all yeah but a lot of teams right now are more fun than the sharks like the ducks are more fun than the sharks right now because they have a fun offense brewing and you can see the pieces right, right. now a lot of the sharks pieces are not in san jose i will say that like a lot of the future core are not in san jose right now they are off demolishing their own separate leagues, Felix. 
playoffs. Oh. Playoffs? What are playoffs? Do you uh, need to get in those? I would love to. I mean, that's what the Niners are about to be. Uh, playoffs. Remember when there were like game sevens? Did somebody you know? say? Game seven. You last mentioned Vegas game seven. I'm about to ruin them. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I mean, it, there, you. we can talk about the goals here really quick from Buffalo. Just how, you no. know. I mean, I'm gonna pull pull this screenshot up. It's like Duclair has a turnover, and he's not moving. You know, Granlin's basically having to try to cover half the ice when uh, Middlestad uh, is taking that shot, and Vlasic is just trying to stick is trying to do a po check. And uh, was their their first goal? Okay, yeah, I will say this: Capo should have had that shot. That was kind of an ugly one to give up mm-hmm. the first goal. But what the fuck is Duclair doing here? Like, I would not be surprised if he was benched next game. And I've said that about multiple players already, not even 10 minutes into this fucking podcast. What are you doing? But th- this is the thing here. You know, part of these guys were to help the the young core and get some scoring. And you're seeing the efforts like this. this but I don't you- want this effort to be helping our next young core. Like, if promising young players like i don't want musty doing this when he gets into this league you know what i mean right like so i don't know i i've been up and down on duke um and not just to pick on duke like everyone has had a bad game today like i think granlin arguably had the best game um and yeah i believe ferrar was out muscled on some of the plays but ferrar also had some positive moments in this game i will say this i i don't remember what period but he kind of out muscled two guys and got the puck up um, I don't know. Everyone had a bad game. Bless Granlin. But um, this was just a bad effort all around, I think. Yeah. You even feel like St. Capo should have had that save. Yes. But Jesus, that yeah. the loose coverage on that goal. Yeah. You know, and, and it's tough to see. And then you see the uh, <laughs> Steve Rector. You know, you're not wrong. I mean, we're, it was kind of seeing some love on, uh, from LeBanc online saying, you know, when LeBanc has one of the better forwards the past couple of games, it means you're travel. You know, that used to be a nice thing. That used I to be a nice thing. people are forgetting LeBanc is good. He just, I don't know what the fuck happened to him, but LeBanc's a good player. He just kind of needs to be surrounded by the right people. But he's a good player, so, like, he, I'm glad he's coming on. But you're right. He has been one of the best forwards, and... uh when you have guys like Hurdle on your team, that's a little concerning. Yeah, and, and I again, Kevin saying, you know, well, how can anybody say he should have had that? The play should have been a lot better uh, up front defensively. No, I, I, yeah, and I'm not saying that. Yeah, no, I, I will agree. Yeah, but I don't know. I'm not blaming the goaltending. This isn't goaltending's fault by no. any stretch. The defense up front is just garbage. But like I've said that, we've all said that multiple times throughout the whole season on uh, the power play uh it would be former vegas school tonight alex tuck magically recovering from a high stick uh to set up that power play uh sneaking in uh hurdle you know his stick play was was rough in fact i think one of our twitter followers even was commenting on the gif from this saying you know hurdle stick play has been really atrocious lately especially on this play uh, but you have got, you have all four penalty killers, you know, looking at, at the puck. They're handler. all puck watching. Yeah. Look at where all of their fucking eyes are. They're on the puck. They're forgetting. There's Darlene. Then there's Tuck. Right. 
Mm-hmm. Dolling could have also easily moved into that open space. They just leave too much space, and so people can just slide in, and Kappa has no shot. <laughs> yeah. And meanwhile, you also have Tage Thompson, if it ever gets a cross-size pass, wide open for a one-timer there. He's just standing in the OV position. Yeah. He's pulling a Haltman also. Haltman also does that. He just stands there, and he's like, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. Yeah. Um. So that would end up making it two nothing and and it tough one because Kakinen played fairly well in this game, especially in the third period where the where the Sharks were were getting, <laughs> were getting uh, completely uh, stuck in their own zone again. I mean the they were outshot in the third seventeen to eight uh, in the third period where Buffalo you know was pouring it on while the Sharks. Mind you, they were down to nothing for most of that period. Yeah. You know. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure PH, the Women's Hockey League, could beat the Sharks in right now. Gonna I, put that out there. Like, any one of those teams right now. <laughs> I I, I want to say, and I'm big. I'm going to be a little biased in being like a big fan of Team Minnesota. Uh, former Sharks commentator Kendall Coyne Schofield is on that team, along with Luke Cunningham. Taylor Highs is so good. Oh. Love her. And, Ooh, baby. And, and Sophia Cunning, uh, you know, I think the she better ha- Cunning. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I wasn't gonna go there, but I think that she has the same same amount of goals in the since the PWHL launched. Yeah. So, so yeah, I don't know. Listen, I'm just fr- I think we're all frustrated at this point with this team. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it. I know it is a rebuild, but I think Felix tweeted it. This is kind of rough, even for a rebuild. Um, like, I I don't think Greer envisioned this team being this bad. Yeah. Like, I don't think he built this team to be this bad. So I think even in Greer's mind right now, there there are some alarm bells going off. Because you've had like two ten plus game losing streaks, and the wins you've had had you barely scraped onto them. The one convincing win you had was five nothing over St. Louis, and I would argue St. Louis just had a bad game that game. Yeah, and it's just painful to see. Um, the defense is just garbage. The goaltending is probably the one bright spot right now, but and yet people are going to look at that minus ninety three goal differential and ask yourself, we're really? halfway through the season, you know, and that's the thing. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Greer and Quinn are both kicking trash cans, but yeah. like what can they do? <laughs> like Greer make a trade? Like who who has value? Who are you going to put in that's going to help spark this team? That's the key, big thing right there. They were hoping for Hoffman to be uh, a big contributor to be a Go trade to asset. The moon, Hoffman. He's not been that since he left Ottawa. And and the the thing is is that he was scratched today for uh, Sabrin. Yeah, that should tell you something. <laughs> that should tell you something big time there. Uh, yeah, I, I'm. A, yeah, gr- yeah. The replacement projects also haven't worked, but yeah. Yeah, the the t- the reclamation pro- uh, from Jesse L. Greer's plan to take reclamation projects and turn them into picks, but they've completely failed to be tradable assets. So you're left with an unwatchable hockey and a failed plan. And you know. Yeah, I mean. Some of those guys, I think, have a little value. Probably just not as high Greer wanted them to be. But listen, it, we're almost there. 
that's all. We're almost there, people. And it will get better. Maybe not this year. Maybe <sighs> not next year. But in 2026. Maybe. Maybe. Uh... I know AJ's getting quotes right now, but I'm looking on our Twitter to get them. Uh, Hurdle saying, we have to put up more shots, get around the net, screen the goalie. We need to be more hungry. Yes, you're Sharks. It would be nice to have that, uh, you know, to, be, to have a, a hunger for a, to score offensively. Uh, and Hurdle agreeing with what we've been saying, a good start. We had a good start and a lot of good chances, but we have to score. You can't win if you don't score. We just can't bury them. And yeah, because you're not shooting it. And that's that's tough. Yeah. You know, uh, Cunning, uh, score more goals and win hockey games. Uh, what they need to do to win. Well, wow, I, I didn't know that. You know, in life as in hockey, it takes goals to win. Uh, Quinn uh, also going with. I think we're in the mindset of we're not going to shoot unless we're going to score. You can't have that mentality, guys. That that's just that's just awful, you know. Uh, and it's and it's tough, you know. And another one from Quinn. We get we you get numbers and you don't get you don't even get off a shot. Uh, it can be deflating. It's frustrating to lose in general, but special teams is a game within the game, and they won that battle. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's, I mean, looking at it today, you have the Sharks going 0 for 2 on the power play. Buffalo scored on their first power play uh, with the Tuck power play goal in there. It's just, you know, a few years ago, heck, even maybe a year or two ago, this was one of the better PK teams in the NHL where you could, if there was one pl place you can per do the proverbial hang your hat on, Jules. It was the PK. It was fabulous. And, uh, and you know, I will say this. Now they are 117 without Sturm. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to repeat that stat. One win and 17 losses without Nico Sturm. Yeah. Like, what does that guy bring? I think we all know. <laughs> I think when Sturm, I mean, I'm not making excuses for this team, but like, you gotta think they they need Sturm back ASAP because Please. I don't think they can function without him. And I don't like you know what I mean. They are one in seventeen without a third line, fourth line center. I don't know what that says about this team, but it's nothing good. Props to Sturm, but you know. Yeah. LT one, I think this is the first time I've seen you in here, so thank you for joining us. Everyone, embrace the tank. Trade the vets for whatever package or for whatever you get, package the picks for a higher picks. It's simple. Is it simple if they're going to all be seventh round picks? <laughs> I don't think they're all going to be. Listen. That's that's the tough part, you know. I, I mean, and I'm kidding around, but you're hoping, you're hoping to, to get something out of this. Um, and right now, you know, Pittsburgh doing their doing their job at at thirteenth overall. Uh, I, I will say this, what Lacey put in the chat. Oops, um, they suck at having puck possession. They cannot have puck possession in their zone for maybe more than two minutes. Less, probably. You got to have possession to shoot. They don't have possession. They don't have any of that. Yeah. Like, 
they just don't they never have the puck to be able to even get the puck on net and when they do it's off of rush chances which then they pass up and they pass to another guy that guy doesn't expect the pass and the puck's back in their own zone what do you expect for them to win like that fuck no no and and in saying the puck possession is the tough part you know you got you got to play hard. I know they want a physical game, but they also need an offensive game. Uh, to be quite honest, and defensively they they struggled as well. I mean, I'm not gonna say re- rebuild the rebuild, but you know they need to get core pieces in, and this is the tough part right now, and we have to yeah. deal with it. The core pieces are coming. That's the thing. They they just haven't arrived yet, and Eklund cannot carry the load by himself. Neither can hurdle. And and you you were talking about in the third period, Eklund needs a goal badly. He hasn't scored since the uh, I believe it since was the, the Winnipeg game. game. Yeah, where he got the game winning goal. So he's gone now, what fifteen straight without a goal. Again, he has that snake bit rookie season in the mid season where it's his first actual full NHL season, and he's just and also he's not been playing that well. I gotta admit, like I think it was Mark who tweeted out like we can't keep being super kind to Eklund and I'm one of those people. I will admit it, but he's just had some rough games, not producing Um, like today on the empty netter. He just kind of got pushed off the puck. Lazy play. It's three, nothing. And that was the concern uh, with Eklund being selected uh, is, you know, he is a, a skinnier, faster player. He, you know, has a speed, he has a skill, but can he imagine, can he be beaten in this uh, NHL player or in this NHL world? You know, that's that's the worst part of it at all. So, But again, Eklund cannot carry the brunt right now. He can't come in and be a Connor Bedard where he's going to carry your offense per se. Like, he's, he's just not that type of player. Like, that's all I have to say. Yeah, and that's he's a tough just part. not that type of player, <laughs> and and that's no like, dot, like I'm not dunking on the guy. I think we can all admit Eklund's not Connor Bedard who can come in and like you know carry your offense and give Jason Dickens and like eight goals. Oh well, yeah, he, he's not that guy. Yeah, <laughs> and Dave mentioning there's you, Dave. there's yeah. there's tanking that we should deal with, and you're absolutely right. And maybe it'll be the same. Well, you know, uh, no. And then there's this, yeah. There's and, and you're you're not wrong on there. Um, it's just, uh, yeah, Dave. No one was coming for him, but even him on the bench. You look at him, and he he literally shook his head at his own play. Like you, I I get what you're saying. Yes, there 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 is some, but like, I don't know, whatever. But like, yeah. So the Sharks lose this one 3 nothing. As we mentioned earlier at the top of the program, it is the seventh time the Sharks have shut out, been shut out this season. Uh, the sixth time on the road, they match uh, the 91-92 and the 2011-12 team for most shutouts on the road in one season. Uh, and and, and, now, and now begins the Celebrini Bowl uh, weekend <sighs> as we begin... The two games set with first with Chicago. That is Tuesday at 5.30 p.m. out here on the West Coast. And, of course, Saturday where the Sharks will 
have Aloha summer shirt giveaway night in the middle of Sharks, or excuse me, in the middle of Niners and Packers, uh, about 10, 15 minutes yeah, from each other. How many other. people are going to be at that game? Well, Not many. <laughs> the, I'll, I will see you at the tank. I think AJ is going to be there. Uh, no, I meant with the with the one with the Niners, or is it not at the tank that game? Oh no, it's at the of, tank. Oh, oh, it's at the tank. Okay, it's at the tank, and also in Santa Clara. So, it's going to be interesting to see. I, th- I think the Sharks are getting on the plane right now and getting the heck out of Buffalo as quickly as they can. In fact, they did get in roughly late last night. I think it was in the middle of Pucknologist when the when the guys landed. Uh, you know that, that's a tough turnaround, and you could have used the excuses of that, of being like, "Okay, we got in around ten o'clock last night. Come back and play a game at twelve noon." You know that's the thing, and you know, and Jared, you're right, and it's been like that for a lot lately. The way Clint looks in interviews is a telltale saying he looks deflated and defeated. You know, and Kevin saying, you know. Better hope the Sharks lose the next two games. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> like, uh, yes and no. But at this point, yes. I know. Y- y- yes, but also if they lose, if they get shut out to the Connor Bedardless Blackhawks, um, I, 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 I think someone, I think people are going to start exploding lazy. <laughs> oh, he, 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 um, hmm. Exploding is, is one, one word. To say the least, you know, uh, it's just been... I'm trying to be nice. Yeah, no. If they lose, if they lose Tuesday night, um, like I love the tank. This team, they're at the end of the day, they are humans. They are players. They need a win. Yeah, at least one. Then go back to tanking. Yeah, I mean, me and Mark are gonna be here for that on Tuesday, following Sharks and Blackhawks. You know. Simply two wins means no more last place and only two points behind Anaheim. This oh, is what actually, tanking is. Are they that bad? I have not checked the standings. Oh, the standings? Oh. How far off are they? So right now the Sharks sit at 23 points. Uh, Anaheim does have two games in hand. And oh, Anaheim, okay. Anaheim's at 29. Chicago has played one less game. So they have a game in hand on the Sharks and they're at 26 points at 12, 29, and 2. The Sharks have their 31st loss of the campaign. Um, they have more losses than Don't, anybody else has wins. How many in the wins NHL. do the Panthers have? Florida. Uh, Florida yeah. has 27. They're at 27, 13, and 2. And I believe they have the most. Yeah. Them and the Rangers. Oh, no. I take that back. Winnipeg has 28 and Vancouver has 29. So you have that on Did there. Did somebody say Vancouver? And yeah, tanking does not guarantee one and i know that like we all know that and we all joke about bedard going to the blackhawks but uh, not bedard my bad Celbrini, jesus um no, they could have said the same anyways too because that was you know it's like nhl doing a wonderful job helping re re uh rebrand the chicago blackhawks franchise uh can't and wait like, for them being in the winter classic next year they're not gonna rig it to go into san jose's favor i, I will say this though even if they miss out on one there are other prospects that I really like and I think that like are worth mentioning. Um, there's some high end like defensive guys who I think have really high upside. 
Why, um, why do share since, you know, we should transition to a great segue for the prospects. Go right ahead. I mean, Levishnov is a Michigan State defenseman. He's probably the top-rated defenseman in this draft. Um, Iserman's stock has been falling off a cliff for some odd reason. Um, I know the reason, but, like, he just – his stock has been falling. Um – but yeah, I mean, there are some Boyum. I don't know if you guys watch World Juniors, but for those who did, Boyum is I really want with that Pittsburgh pick for the Sharks to pick him up. Caden Lindstrom is a guy who's also stock has been rising. I think he's a six-five center. Um, Constance Helenus is another center. So there are other options that I do like. Salbrini is definitely the prized possession. Um. But, like, it really depends where the Sharks land. Like, if the Sharks land second overall, there, there's going to be a good player there them for them to select. Whether that's if they decide to take Iserman or go a defensive route, which, honestly, I think if they fall to second, they might go with the high-end defenseman. Because if you look at the Sharks' prospect pool, they'd be lacking in that area. They need it. And now, you were talking about, as we were coming on, uh, Halton has been on a run lately. Halton's on a 17-game point streak, I believe. Mind you, that guy basically gets a lot of his goals on the power play, so I will say that. He definitely might become a power play specialist. Let's hope he can round out the rest of his game. Um, will Smith had a good weekend playing against Providence. He had, I think, three goals and one assist. So he's starting to come on, and you know we're starting to see that from him. Um, oh, sorry, before I forget, Demidov. Yeah, another guy I really like. Thank you. Um, who else? Luca Cagnoni is back to being his ridiculous self. He has the same amount of points as Quinton Musty does. I don't know if it's in as many games, but Luca Cagnoni has been really fun. Um, 46 points in 36 games. Um, but yeah, so the Sharks prospects had a really good week. Beastead, I believe, also had a goal. Um, Gushin had a goal, even though the Barracuda are almost as painful to watch as the Sharks may be worse. But, um, yeah. <laughs> And it is a good defenseman draft. Um, I really like the defenseman. Uh, Sam Dickinson is another guy who actually plays right now with uh, Halton. Um, yeah. Yeah. Musty, as I look at elite prospects, five goals, four points, nine game, or nine points. I'm excuse me. Let me try it again. What? In ten, in his last ten, five goals, four assists, nine points, in there. And then you have him. You know. In 28 games, 46 points. So I think Luca... he's he's going to come along. I, I would expect them probably to send him back. He might. Um, I'm the, yeah, he might get his nine games next year and then get sent back for an overager season is my guess with Musty. Um, but again, a lot of the Sharks next core isn't even in us is in San Jose right now. Yeah, it's I, that simple. And you have. Mukamadulin, and among other defensive prospects. Well, not that's not a defenseman. Gushin no. is not a defenseman. No. But um, you have Mook. Um, I don't know if Gavanke is gonna stick around. I don't even know how old is he. That guy, not gonna lie. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, let's see what happens with this draft lottery. <laughs> like, you never know. I don't think the Sharks are gonna end up eighth. In this draft, if they do, I might scream. <laughs> that that will be a um, that might Sharks be a nightmare. Also, 
Jared, there's a lot this prospect pool needs right now that needs to be addressed. But um, I, my guess is they go center with that top pick, and then they probably go. Depends on again if they get first overall, they're taking Salbrini, and then they're probably taking their high end defenseman with that Pit, uh, Pittsburgh pick. But it, it just depends where the dominoes fall, because um, I think after first, it's kind of become a who knows what's going to happen in this draft. It's it's kind of a crapshoot lately, so. Uh, <laughs> uh, we need to keep our losing ways until the trade deadline, and then we can relax. Spurge seven F ninety one. I don't think it's going to get better after the trade deadline. Well, the the good thing, and Kevin's mentioning in the chat, you know, the schedule should keyword should get a little easier, and it does for the rest of this week, where they get Chicago and uh and uh Anaheim on there. Uh, I don't think they're beating Anaheim. <laughs> so it's been a while since we've done this. We'll we'll oh, play it five times. It's time for Tankathon and everyone. I know you you've been missing it. You've been loving it. So have I been missing this? Yes. Uh, oh me, God. Let's let's kill. And naturally, the sharks are gonna fall to like fourth overall. <laughs> so sharks with the best odds at the moment. We will we'll go three times. Let's let's not torment ourselves too much here. All right. Yeah, so appreciate it. All right, and Ooh. the first one, Columbus and Calgary pop up. Sharks will pick no later than three. Now, if the Sharks do have the worst, uh, the worst record in the league after the end of the season, the worst they could do is number three. Case, I'm guessing. Okay, wait, real quick for that last one. Mm -hmm. So, if they pick three, I'm assuming they go defenseman. I will just put that out there. Um, maybe Demidov. Um. Not bad. Now this one, Anaheim. This, I would cry. Yeah, <laughs> would go up two spots for Anaheim to get Celebrini to go with uh, Cutter and <laughs> go and Leo being in the division makes me so upset. Yeah. Uh, so you would say for number two, what would you say? Would you still Again, go? Again, two Eiserman? is a crapshoot. I I don't know. I I would say they take Eiserman. Um, people might honest I. I don't know. Not I'm gonna be like I would think they either go defenseman or Iserman here, but they also might go center. I feel like there's gonna be a center that just pops up to the top of the board, maybe Lindstrom. Um, but I would say go Iserman here because he's gonna be unreal. Right. Oh Jesus! And then the, for our third one, St. Louis pumps up ten spots to pick first overall. San Jose would go to number two. So yeah, go Iserman. I, I think they go Iserman if they're two. Again, it's a boss. I'm forgetting he's from Boston. Call he's going to Boston College. Yeah. Um, like I think they go Iserman if they're at two, and then if they're at three, I'm assuming they go high end defenseman. Uh, probably Levishnov. Go watch Michigan State. Uh, you'll see him. <laughs> so, just in case we don't get Salbrini, I'm gonna start bringing up other names. <laughs> So, I mean, and that's always a good thing. We'd start looking for the prospect pool in there. So we will see what happens down the road. And we'll find out starting Tuesday who if the Sharks are going to be in the Celebrini Bowl for sure. They take on Chicago. That's a 5.30 start out in the Pacific Coast. And, uh, oh, boy. <laughs> we'll, we'll if see they that. lose that game, I'm literally going to lose my mind. Oh, uh, I'm on it tomorrow. So, poor Have Mark. Fun. Poor Mark. So, <laughs> well, 
With that, we will wrap things up. In case you missed anything, where do you want to watch this again? Check us out on tealtownusa.com or check us out wherever you get your podcasts, whether it's YouTube, Apple, Google, SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeart, Odyssey. Of course, if you're watching us on the YouTube channel right now, make sure you hit that thumb up button. Make sure you smash that subscribe button. And of course, hit that notification bell when we do go on the air. Uh, we'll be on with post game. Of course, you can watch last night's Pucknologist. AJ and Jerry broke down the week that was in Sharks hockey. Uh, and, you know, when news breaks, whenever there's a potentially trade or anything, uh, we will be here. So, with that, uh, um, so, Jules, it's 12.15. What are we going to do now? Uh, take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> this game made me more tired than I already was when I woke up this morning. Ah, uh, this team, uh, no. I mean, it, it's going to it's gonna get better. Um, that's all I have to say. It, it's going to get better. The Sharks are going to be better. They just, they need the pieces to start coming. Um, and like teams like Anaheim are a few years ahead of them, and that's probably going to be obvious when they play them. So, you know, it, it'll... It'll it'll take some time, but I think everything's gonna come together, and hopefully we can get Selbrini because adding Selbrini would finally I think the one-two punch of Selbrini and Smith would just it would be a boost. It would be a boost, and I don't think the Sharks gonna be good in twenty the next season either. So, anywho, there's my three pieces. Just hopefully a matter of time before this team can finally get on the right tech and get better. When's Vlasic's deal up? Uh, we say that, but at the same time, though, I mean, do we want to buy him out? No. No, 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 no. Break the lottery. We wish. We're, we're not Edmonton or Chicago, Jared. My bad. I mean, he was a he did play for the Junior Sharks, Gary Bettman. So uh, Wait, maybe oh. send Salbrini home. Yeah, that'd be nice. That would be nice. And it'll be a great story for sure. So... For Jules, thank you, my dear. Enjoy the rest of your day. I, I think I'm with you. I think we're going to take a nap right now and rest up uh, before I think we got a full day of football on this Monday. Uh, of course, it is Martin Luther King Day, so we'll be missed to leave you with this. And I think it's kind of appropriate. We must accept finite disappointment, but never lose infinite hope. Until then, keep it real, keep it teal, keep it real teal.